My Travel Podcast, a travel podcast that highlights our travel community of women, people of color, and adventurous spirits. You can expect amazing travel stories and incredible experiences from all over the world, along with tips and tricks from our expert guests. I'm your host, Janine Romo, aka La Wild Explorer. And I'm your co-host and producer, Martha Espinoza Wynn, aka Martha Gets It. We hope you enjoy this episode. Well, welcome back. We have an amazing guest on our podcast today. We have Tammy Chavez of Hollywood Paranormal, and we are so excited because Martha and I were talking, and we're like, we need we need something for Halloween. We need something spooky. And Martha was like, um, Tammy is our girl. She is amazing, and um, so we're so excited to have you on, Tammy. Um, please introduce yourself to our listeners. Thank you for having me. Um, of course, my name is Tammy Chavez, and I am the co-host of a paranormal and true crime podcast called Hollywood Paranormal Podcast, where I co-host uh, with Bryce Mitchell Williams, and we talk about everything that is in regards to the surrounding areas or the, the the entire area of Los Angeles or anything that just makes up this creepy state of California. And I also am a paranormal investigator and I do costuming on the side as well. So I'm a costume designer by day and I investigate and hunt ghosts by night, I guess you can say. And it just all kind of like correlates with one another. Amazing. I love that. Um, so we're going to do a quick this or that icebreaker. Um, I feel like we probably already know the answers to a couple of these, but um, you're you're just going to say whatever comes to mind first. If, if you can't decide and it's both, that's okay too. But I think, I think this one's going to be a lot of fun. So um, <laughs> <laughs> let's get started. So this or that um, Halloween or Dia de los Muertos? Oh my God, Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the craft or practical magic? Craft. Oh my gosh. If we were not putting on, you know, Blackberry by Revlon, I don't know the number, in 1997. <laughs> that was watching that movie. <laughs> right. I love it. All right. Um, seance or haunted tour? Seance. And um, L.A. or New Orleans? Mm. <laughs> oh, New Orleans, that's my heart city. <laughs> all right, all right, that, that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> all right, well, and then we brought up New Orleans because you grew up there, right? Yes, I am a New Orleans baby, and um, New Orleans has its own traditions. Halloween is definitely a tradition, and... This is such a weird tradition that my family used to do, but we're all about the weird, right? Um, mm -hmm. My mom and my dad would always like wake me and my siblings up. We would always blast music, Halloween music. But for some reason, my mom would always blast Stevie Nicks. And then we would get the Halloween decoration boxes from the attic and just start decorating all day. Oh, and then we had yeah. to get like, yeah, we would head and get like beignets and coffee. And that was like, that was our day. That was our tradition. Oh, that's and so did, cool. Was that um, a 
particular day in October or did you guys start as early as September? Oh yeah, we would start like probably the first weekend of October and oh. yeah, that was something we always looked forward to. Nice. Okay, so now that you're living in LA, how does New Orleans and LA compare like in paranormal vibes? They're pretty neck and neck because LA is pretty old and so is New Orleans. They both have a tremendous amount of history, except that mm -hmm. New Orleans is such a small little city and LA is so it's so it's so wide. There's just so many places here and so many stories. And um, when it comes to both cities, they both have a unique culture and their own set of ghosts. Okay. I feel like New Orleans is more like out outward with like their traditions and like that type of stuff. And I feel like LA, you find pockets of these, but it's not kind of the same all around. Yeah, that's I don't know true. if I'm explaining it right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's true because like New Orleans is such a big little city. It's just a big little city like everywhere. It takes you five minutes to get everywhere. And in mm -hmm. uh, Los, Los Angeles, you find these unique pockets and these pockets. Yeah, you're right. They do remind me in some ways of New Orleans in terms of tradition. Um, and in tradition in New Orleans, like we have, uh, we celebrate St. Joseph. And I know when it comes to voodoo that they do the same thing. So you always see like the St. Joseph altars um, set up in, you know, certain places around the city. And um, when it comes to voodoo, you could tell like who's practicing it when they're dressing up all in white and celebrating that day. Um, we also have a parade called Crudita. And Crudita is the big Halloween parade that we always celebrate every year in Halloween. And you could dress up as whatever and you know walk around the city and partake in the festivities oh that's sure. amazing i feel like new orleans has something going on like all the time there's always some sort of like festival or thing to like attend um would you say like halloween oh, yeah. is probably one of the best times to to one go oh yeah well it's funny because my husband and i we got married in october over there we got married october in the 11th and it was already, we we're already seeing like the festivities begin. And um, I was just so happy that we chose that month over there. And it's just a beautiful weather and there's less mosquitoes, but um, there's always something going on in New Orleans. I remember um, they still do this, it's called white linen night in the summer. And you just dress up in white dresses and you just go into the open galleries all over downtown. And then they have a dirty linen night, which is the following day. So you're supposed to wear the same white dress you wore the day before and just go into these bars and galleries and just get drunk before you go back to work the next day. I love that. It, it's, it, it's cool that you're like, you know, I, I do that all the time, just on accident, like rewearing my dress from last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I love yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you have a lot of experience in theater. Uh, do you have a favorite um, haunted theater? Or do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yes, absolutely. So I am a theater baby. And I think that really catapulted me in my paranormal journey. Feel like I was born into the paranormal growing up in New Orleans. You just knew that there was something unique and special and spooky about the city. You felt it. And um, when I started majoring in theater, and when I went to Loyola University in New Orleans, 
I worked in a couple of very old theaters. One in particular was haunted and it was next door to Loyola. And I remember having my first paranormal experience there. I kind of not a hundred percent saw a full body apparition, but in my mind's eye, I could see this man standing by the banister of the stairwell watching me cut fabric in the front foyer of the theater one afternoon. And every time I would look up, he would just not be there, but I could see this man dressed up in theater blacks. And I could just remember him. He was like black mustache, black hair, black clothing. And when I approached the ladies of the shop about what I thought I saw, they confirmed it. They're like, oh, that's Bob. I'm like, guys gave it a damn name. Yeah, you guys gave it a damn name. Who's Bob and why is he there? And they're like, oh, that's your initiation. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well, you know, um, every theater has a ghost and we certainly have one. And his name is Bob and he used to be the lighting designer. And as they're telling me the story, the props girl comes in and she, you know, she greets me and they tell her, oh, Tammy saw Bob. And she was like, oh, you saw my old mentor. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, Bob used to be my old mentor. He used to work in the booth right next to me and he passed away due to cancer. And after his passing, like literally like six months to a year, like I, people started seeing him around here and you could definitely sense him by the lighting booth. You could definitely sense him in the props room but he's there and he tends to make his presence known to newbies. And um, I asked her, I was like, what did Bob look like? Oh, Bob had black hair and a black mustache. And I'm like, oh my God, when people see him, is he wearing, before I could even finish it, she was like theater blacks. Yes, because that's what you wear backstage in theater. You wear, you know, all your black clothing, so you blend in. I was like, Jesus. So <laughs> that's where, you know, it just like kind of erupt from, but if it's, if there is one theater that is my favorite haunted theater, it is going to be in Pasadena. And that is the Pasadena Playhouse because oh. that theater has so many stories that we have gotten from the staff there, from actors who performed in shows. I have an EVP of a little girl laughing, singing uh, while we were trying to respect there. And it's unexplainable when we were doing the show there, we're, I think we were the closer for Woman in Black. We did a live show. We had a we had an actress dress up as Marilyn Monroe because that's our mascot for the podcast. Come out and like bring us our coffees. And um, this woman's uh, no, the woman that was playing the actress, she said, "Hey, was there like a cat? Did you guys bring a cat?" I'm like, "What?" She's like, "I saw this cat like around the stage," and the Ooh. producer heard her saying that, and she's like, "Oh yeah, that's um." That's the former owner's cat. That the the man who opened up the theater, he had a cat and he would direct with the cat on his lap. And after his passing, the cat passed. And ever since then, people see him and the cat in the theater. Oh my God. I did <laughs> that so many times. I that's it's crazy. <laughs> and there's a gentleman on TikTok who used to be the groundskeeper during the pandemic. And he didn't know anything about the history of the theater. I have to find his um, username. Oh God, it was like a while back, but he would document the strange going ons. And I knew he wouldn't disclose which, which theater it was, but I knew, I was like, oh, I recognize that stage. Oh, I recognize that black box. Oh, I recognize that green room. That's where we collected the EVP. Oh, that's my dog. <laughs> so, like, oh um, no, they're hunting the episode. <laughs> She has reverse sneezing. I know she always does that. She's like, <laughs> she always likes to escalate the situation. <laughs> right. Um, 
perfect timing and speed but um but yeah that's to me that's one of my favorite theaters it's such a great theater and people who have gone in there have definitely experienced something oh wow martha we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go oh my god I and I had no idea that every theater is haunted like you said that very not like oh every theater is haunted I'm like wait, all of them oh yeah I mean (laughs) every theater theater seems to have a ghost because the theater is I, I would I use it as a as a way of saying like it's like a big Ouija board because or it's like a big tipping table and the Mm -hmm. actors are the conduits and we're demanding you know history to be repeated on a stage that is made of wood and that wood Mm -hmm. could absorb all that energy and all those feelings and all of you know the the entire environment during that time so it is definitely a place where it you know it's it's demanding you know something to be conjured wow that all makes sense um wow I want to talk about road trips for a minute um because I know you've done a series about um road trips and then I think it was the the 299 the most haunted highway I was like okay won't go jump on that one got it (laughs) or have triple have my triple a card handy just in case oh yes (laughs) um if you were doing like a california road trip you know for scares for fun just you know would that be would the 299 be the one you'd go on or like what what would be what would be the typical road trip what would be like the pit stops walk us through it (laughs) oh my gosh yeah there's so many that you could definitely do as a little road trip i mean i would start off from here to um san diego in san diego Mm -hmm. you definitely have like a lot of haunts there you go to old town san diego and you just go anywhere there in san diego you go to the whaley house you go to the cosmopolitan um i think it's the david hale house um there's so many places there even anywhere in the gas lamp district take a tour take a san diego haunted tour and you'll be surprised how many haunts there are around there and I believe um, from there is where you can make your you can make your way um, probably doing a big loop maybe like if you make your way a little more north and um, hit of course the Redlands. The Redlands has a lot of crazy places because it's a very mystical place and there's so many stories attached to that area. And I did a TikTok in regards to a house over there that had a lot of crazy activity, which is now used for wedding venues and as a wedding venue, as a place for celebration. Um, and of course, you know, we have um, the infamous, what is it, uh, Shasta. Is that how I'm pronouncing it right? Or Shasta. Um, you have that uh, that area there that has the, I think it's the sunken, the sunken city, the sunken town. And oh, you also have, yeah. That's right. There's a sunken town there that is below, I think it's like the lake there. And this town exists beneath that lake and you um can read up on the history of it but um it was i believe a mining town that eventually had to be filled up with water because they were bringing in this new dam and um now it's not in six existent but it is claimed that people who used to live in the town some rider dies were like nope you're not kicking me out i'm gonna live here i'm gonna stay here i'm gonna die here and i'm gonna be 
drowned here. So it is wow. Legend. <laughs> there are some people that stayed in that in their houses as the how as the town was being filled up with water. And yeah, that it's a legend. I don't know if it's a hundred percent true. And then of course there's that one mining town that has it's like a deserted ghost town and you can venture through certain areas especially the jailhouse that has a lot of interesting stories but people claim to see paranormal activity um, in and around those parts as well and of course if you can make your way to san jose um, on your way to the redlands that's another place too that has some really interesting areas of course the winchester mansion being one of them and um i feel like they get the legends wrong i believe that the mansion is haunted but i don't believe in the stories as to why it's haunted because mm -hmm. they paint um oh yeah they they just painted uh everything pretty incorrectly and um i just feel like you know when it comes to hauntings and haunted places it's all about capitalism and I think with how they painted Miss Winchester was like this crazy recluse woman. And I was like, no, she was a woman with a mind and means and money who really put in a lot of money to the community. And she was able to give jobs to every single community, the Hispanic, the Asian, and all these uh, immigrant communities too. So I believe that there's something there. I think we just need to get the history right on it. Yeah, I, I listened to the episode on that. And I remember hearing um, those like haunted stories, but being more like, I guess, like, demonic or like bad spirits instead of just people that, you know, grew up there, worked there, and then haunted the house because they loved it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So like, not bad vibes spirits, but just, you know, don't mess with the spirits but not like for evil purposes, I guess, is what I took away from, from the episode. Yeah. It was like, oh, it's the ghost of the victims of the, of the winch, of the, the, the gun. gun. Uh -huh. Yeah. The gun that won the West apparently. And um, it, it, it's not, it's not that. <laughs> I think it's a lot of other things and people claim like, oh, there's demonic energy there. I'm like, I don't think so because I know a couple people who have worked there and they're like, it's not, it's not that it's nothing. The basement is creepy. There's a couple of areas where you sense something, but it's not what you think it is. Do you have a favorite um, paranormal or haunted site? That's just like your absolute favorite. Ooh, a haunted website. Yes. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. Like just a, like a, a site like a site like an action like a location oh ooh, like a oh a haunted location um oh that's a really good one there's so many that I I, <laughs> like, I know I was like I can't ask your favorite I guess something that comes top of mind because you I'm sure you have so many yeah I think the one that definitely comes to mind is the Whaley house the Whaley house for me has to be one of my favorites because I toured that house with my husband this is located in san diego and um this is in old town san diego and the house has a lot of history and before it was used as a hanging grounds before it was used you know as an actual home and then it was turned into a courthouse but um this place has a lot of activity 
it has a lot of accounts and it has a lot of full body apparition accounts. And I went there with my husband to do a night tour. And my husband is a major skeptic. He's a man of science and logic. But when we walked in there, he would feel and, and, and kind of like sense things around him. And he and I captured pictures of little things like on the wall, on the floor. And at one point he felt like his, someone was trying to grab his hand in one room. So it was, it was a lot of things going on. And I have a picture, I think I have it on our Instagram and on my TikTok too, where we were taking a picture of the living room and you see this little tiny apparition looks like a woman in a dress. And I showed it to the, yeah, it's like on this wall and it looks like a child or, but to me, it's like a woman in a dress. And I showed it to the docent she and he was like oh my god that could be miss whaley i'm like really yeah this is like her sitting room this is her room where she had her tea she would sit she would knit and i'm like oh that makes sense you know but he's like yeah this is something that is a common occurrence like people have seen them have captured them and um i remember at one point too when i was on the second level i kept on seeing or feeling something brush brush against my leg and I was like, in my head, I was like, if you're here, I want, I want you to show yourself to me. I said that in my head. And I kept on seeing this ball of light zigzag past me. And I even called out, I was like, if you're really what I think you are, I want you to appear in this picture with my husband. So I was like, I want you to be in this picture out loud with my husband. He's sitting in this chair and there's this picture of him sitting in the chair acting dead because that's his humor and um you see see this little ball of light shoot past his leg and it was the exact same color that I saw it you know in real time so there's a lot of things that manifested for us that night there are a lot of things that the docents confirmed and they take they take what goes on there very seriously and my Mm -hmm. husband left somewhat somewhat of a believer (laughs) How funny do you, okay. So this is more just a question for me, but maybe be helpful to the listeners too. Um, I feel like, well, I've always believed like it it's out there, but like, if you are giving off like the energy, like, I don't believe it, then it's not necessarily going to like you know, you're not going to see anything or feel anything per se, but if you're like, you're a believer and you were, you know, calling out that spirit and, and something, you know, came up, something came up in the photos. Do you like, how do you explain that? Like there, there are people who like actually, you know, believe and feel and they see things. And then there are people who, you know, might not ever see these spirits for whatever reason. Is oh, there yeah. like a, what you do know, you know someone told me like we're I mean and it's true like we're all made up of a vibration and it depends on how high your vibration is or your energy I'm very open to it and I feel like all of us have this kind of clear sensibility uh, whether we could see it smell it or hear it and the more I've investigated the more I've been seeing it and um, I've had several mediums tell me no you have something you have something you just have to be very careful of how quickly you open yourself up to it because it's going to start happening to you when you know least expect it um but when you do put that energy out there you're going to get it back of 
course. And that's something that I put out there in that house and I got it. I, I, I knew right when I was in that house that something was going to happen. I just didn't know what, and of course it did happen. And for my husband, I feel like, yeah, he is a skeptic and probably whatever was there knew it. And it was trying to make itself known to him. <laughs> but I feel at the same time, he has something as well because he's had experiences that are so unreal that I just look at him and I'm like, how are you still a skeptic? Like <laughs> yourself being levitated one night. Like, how do you, what? He's like, but it's just the air. I'm like, no, it's not. That can't, no, it's not. <laughs> and he's pointing, and he's in this house pointing things out to me. And he's still like, oh, well, could be lights and shadows. I'm like, no, you believe in aliens. I know you can believe in this. So <laughs> those are, you know, things that we constantly fight about. But in, in regards to your, you know, your question, I believe it's like what we bring in. And I also believe that what can manifest is also the energy that we put out. And there's that saying, like, if you fuck with the universe, it's going to fuck with you back. And it knows. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's true. I feel like I, I'm like, I feel like I'm in between you and your husband. Like, I definitely believe in all of this 1000%, but I'm like your husband and I'm going to ignore it all because I don't want, like, I'm just too, like, nervous about it. Yes. I like all, if I feel, I'll feel something like grab my like hand or like I'll see something like in the like especially at night when I was younger I'll see something in the doorway a full-on like man and I'm just like no wow. and I just turn around and I'm like didn't see any like I didn't see nothing like I didn't hear nothing didn't didn't see nothing like I'm not gonna say nothing and I just turn around and I just go to sleep because I'm like you're not there you're yeah. not there and like that's so awesome too. yeah <laughs> even growing up he would tell me the same story you know, I think I think a, a lot of us embody that it depends on how open we want to be but I rather him and you be you know healthy skeptic than a cynic than more than anything yeah and I think the biggest question in my paranormal journey is not if ghosts exist it's just what are ghosts what yeah are truly, what are we truly looking for and what are we truly labeling these experiences as and I've mentioned this before even in our podcast, it's like, I look at the paranormal like a bird. It's just something that we ignore because we're too busy dissecting its feathers mm -hmm. and we're watering down the shared reality, what we call the paranormal. And we're watering it down by calling these experiences like, oh, a poltergeist or it's demonic or mm -hmm. it's dual or it's a ghost. And I feel like we really have to have those conversations of what we really think is happening. And what is truly going on if it's environmental or if it's something that we truly can't explain yeah okay so um because this is a travel podcast um where is somewhere that you want to go to visit either a story you've heard or um just check something out that like anywhere no money like just you could go to it where are you checking out oh my goodness I just watched this documentary. I really want to go to Key West to go visit Robert the Doll. I really want to go to the bed and breakfast that used to belong to his owner, Eugene Otto, where all these crazy uh, occurrences and phenomenon would happen when Robert used to live in that house. There's a lot of activity and a lot of um, apparitions that people have seen. David Sloan, who used to be Robert the Doll's handler, 
is um, a big tour guide there. And he wrote the book, like, I think it's called The Curse of David, uh, no, The Curse of Robert the Doll. And um, I believe he still leads those tours around um, the auto, Eugene Auto House. So that is a place I definitely want to go visit and definitely an object that I definitely want to see for myself. It's a lot of okay. lore and legends that surround that doll and that house. Oh my okay. God, I'm looking right. it up right now. <laughs> yeah, Travel just did a big documentary and you can see, I have a couple of acquaintances on there. Um, Jeff Belanger is the historian. He's a really great storyteller. And David Sloan is also another acquaintance of mine. It, he has had many, many unusual experiences while handling Robert and writing his book. A lot of strange instances. Wow. Okay. I am bookmarking it. This, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in day, during daylight hours for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm sure people are like, oh, it's a doll. Yeah. So, yeah, Robert the doll used to be this doll that people feared. And um, it was a doll that belonged to a young Eugene Otto who grew up to be a big painter. And the doll and him were good friends until he passed. And the doll had a lot of something was, you know, most likely possessed by the something was possessing the doll or the doll was haunted. And people who go visit Robert in the museum and disrespect him have come out stating that many bad things would have to happen to them. So there's the curse of Robert. If you disrespect him, if you tap on his window, if you don't say goodbye to him, if you don't ask permission before taking his picture, many bad things would happen and things would happen to people. They would lose animals. They would get into severe accidents. They would go into some financial debt and they would have to write a letter. Like the museum has thousands of letters of people writing to Robert apologizing. And I think they have a couple of them on display. It's crazy. <laughs> so oh, that's something yeah. that we want to see. I, I wish there like there was a little bit of Robert the doll and a lot of things now like hey karma like <laughs> I know <laughs> not without my consent no yes <laughs> mm -hmm. oh my god well this has been an amazing episode Tammy um we're just really excited to you know get to chat with you and talk paranormal and you know we we wanted to do a, a spooky episode and this was, this was amazing. So thank you so much for just sharing all your stories and um, getting us even more curious about paranormal activity and, and who knows, maybe um, Martha and I will have to go out to Key West to go visit Robert, but if not, maybe the past or the playhouse. playhouse. Yeah. That one seems better for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um we, I wanted to ask you a question and it's a question that we always ask um each and every one of our guests um why do you travel because I love to explore and I love learning what's outside my comfort zone and to explore the unknown is something that is so important to me and I feel like everybody should definitely do and you know, definitely go beyond their comfort zones. So well said. Love that. Um, and um, please share with our listeners where they could find you. You can find me at Haunted Ellie Girl or Hollywood Paranormal on TikTok. And I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at Hollywood Paranormal and HWP Podcast on Twitter. You can also catch my uh, content on Travel's 
social media and I'm, I don't know, I might be on the next uh, couple of episodes or one of the episodes of the new season of Ghost Adventures. So you'll Ooh. definitely see Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> We'll be sure to watch for sure. Um, and then we're going to link um, all of your links in the show notes. Um, check out more um, about Tammy there. And yeah, thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your weekend. You too. Thank you for having me. That's our episode. Please remember to subscribe and follow for new episodes dropping every Tuesday. If you enjoyed our show and our guests, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at Oh My Travel Podcast, at The Wild Explorer, and at Martha Gets It. And please feel free to share this with your friends and leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye. Taking away a holiday.